Welcome to Views from Stadium Boulevard. I'm Hannah Harshi, and this week we are back for another one of our little cute little mini episodes. Um, ew, I don't know why I just called them cute. That was weird. Um, Views University, which is our little mini series where in the middle of each week, we kind of give you guys a 15-20 minute rundown on just a common question you might have about football or Michigan football in particular or soon, hopefully basketball. Um, I feel like there are a lot of questions that can be kind of confusing if you didn't grow up watching football all the time and honestly they're not easily googleable because they kind of assume either you already know or you don't want to know I guess so this week um I'm going to be going over just a few of like I guess the things you play for in football um like rankings what the different rankings mean how the playoffs work how the bowl games work and how like the conference championships work like the big 10 championship what big 10 standings are um Hopefully I'll be able to get through all of this in 15 to 20 minutes. It should all be pretty intuitive, but I think if you understand all of this, football will start to make a lot more sense to you, or at least like you'll be able to listen to football podcasts a lot more easily and understand what they're saying. Um, Also, if you hear like cool vibey music in the background, I think my downstairs or upstairs neighbors are having a party right now and like they're having fun. Like (laughs) I have um, a lot of FOMO right now. I might have to like run up there or down there, but uh, yeah, so if you hear music, that's what it is. Just pretend that you are a part of the party. Okay, so first off, I'm going to go over the different rankings that are released each week. Um, these are national rankings. So, okay, so first I'll go over the AP poll. The AP poll is probably the one you'll hear cited the most, at least at the beginning of the season. Um, they rank the top 25 football teams in the country, And it's voted on by a panel of 62 sports writers and broadcasters from across the country. So I guess they like, I don't know why 62 is the chosen number. (laughs) Um, But each week they all vote. And then on Sunday, the rankings are released. Um, It's top 25. And then they'll usually give you a little bit of information about like which teams were like the first ones out. So which teams received some votes, but not enough to actually be in the rankings. Um, and then another poll you'll hear about a lot is the coaches poll, which is also released on Sundays. Um, this one you don't hear about as much as AP. For some reason, like AP is kind of the one you cite when you're like, this team is ranked 10 or this team's ranked 11. You're usually talking about AP, but there's also the coaches poll, um, the Amway coaches poll that is. (laughs) And, um, that one is selected by a panel of coaches, head coaches at different FBS schools. So, I actually didn't know, well, I knew that it was voted on by coaches, but um, I didn't know which coaches were in it, and it's actually really interesting. I'm looking at this list of coaches. Apparently, the panel is chosen by random draw, conference by conference, plus independence from a pool of coaches who have indicated to the American Football Coaches Association their willingness to participate. So, like, I'm just looking at this list. Obviously, there are 65 of them, so that's a lot, but I don't know. Um, Dabo Sweeney's there. Jimbo Fisher. Wait, is Dabo there? He wasn't the one that I saw. Oh yeah, there's Dabo. Um, The Middle Tennessee coach is there. We know him. James Franklin is there. Pat Fitzgerald. Scott Frost. Jim Harbaugh's not on it this year. I don't know if he indicated his willingness, but yeah, anyway, that's unnecessary. You don't need to know which coaches are there, but that's just another um, poll that comes out each week. So on Sundays, you'll get your little notifications like Michigan dropped this much in the rankings or Michigan remained the same or like whatever. And that's usually from the AP and coaches poll. But then there's a new fun little thing. Well, it's not that new. It's as of, uh, 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 I should know this. 
It's as of 2015, which was the first year of the college football playoffs. There's another ranking that will start coming out partway through the season. Um, so a little side tangent, um, the AP poll, like they start doing that. They have a preseason poll. So they do that based on like who knows what. It's like basically how they performed last season and which players they returned and everything like that. The CFP rankings, the college football pre- power college football playoff rankings um start coming out partway through the season because they want to see like the team's track record and they want to see how they're actually performing and measuring up against different teams so they wait for these to come out until they actually have a pool of like data to pull from like I don't know, like Michigan lost to Wisconsin but Wisconsin lost to Illinois Illinois Michigan beat Illinois you know like you have you've been able to like measure them up against enough people so these rankings start coming out partway through the season um, and the CFP rankings are determined by a selection committee. So this selection committee is under a lot of scrutiny, as we will see later. But the selection committee consists of um, athletic directors, former NCAA and conference representatives, former head coaches, and then like weirdly like random leaders outside of football, like Condoleezza Rice um, is on it and <laughs> things like that. And the CFP rankings are a really big deal, which I will get into in a little bit, but it's because... At the end of the season, the college football playoff rankings, I keep wanting to say power rankings, which is a completely different thing that we're not going to talk about. The college football playoff rankings, the top four people in that ranking and top four teams in that ranking in particular are the ones that will be able to play in the playoffs. So that's why those are so highly scrutinized. Um, the college football playoff <laughs> rankings um, they take different factors into consideration, including conference championships one strength of schedule, so how good the teams you played were, we're looking at you, um, what's your name, UCF, (laughs) head-to-head results, comparison of results against common opponents and other factors. So a lot of people, this is kind of like a touchy subject because some people say it should be just a computer and we should have an algorithm deciding which teams are best because obviously like there's room for biases uh, like Bama bias and things like that when you have a selection committee out there, but the selection committee really is able to watch the games and be like, yeah, like, I get it that Wisconsin lost to Illinois, but Wisconsin is still a better team than Illinois, and you can tell, and things like that. Um, I personally love, like, <laughs> I don't know why, I love these rankings, and I love, like, coming up with my own rankings, because sometimes I really disagree with them. There'll be moments where, like, um, I don't know, like, Michigan loses to a team, but that team loses to a team that Michigan won, and I'm like, no, 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 Michigan needs to be here for this reason. It's really fun to, like, look through the rankings and be like, wait, why is this team above this team when, like, that team beat that team and that team beat that team? I don't know. It's so fun, okay? Just take my word for it. So, aside from rankings, which are the whole country, or all of FBS teams, I guess, there are also conference standings. So, Michigan is in the Big Ten Conference. There are five Power Five conferences that you'll hear a lot about in football. Well, no, I'll just list them off for you guys. It's the um, ACC, the Big Ten, the Big 12, the Pac-12, and the SEC. So Michigan is in the Big Ten, which actually has 12 teams in it. Hi, Hi this, this is Hannah from the future, future popping in to say that the Big Ten actually has 14 teams in it, and I'm an idiot. And each week, the Big Ten standings come out. The Big Ten standings are divided into the Big Ten East and the Big Ten West, which are divisions. The way the standings are determined aren't as obscure as the rankings, because the rankings obviously are a number of factors, because it's supposed to genuinely be like the best team is number one and the worst teams aren't ranked. The second best team is number two. But in terms of the Big Ten standings, it's literally just the number of teams, number of games you've won in your conference. So Michigan could have lost to 
Middle Tennessee and Army, and that wouldn't have counted against them in the Big Ten standings because those teams aren't in the Big Ten. So the only the only way they determine the Big Ten standings is just straight wins and losses in the Big Ten. So, for example, I'll give you the Big Ten E. Tied for first is Ohio State and Penn State because they are both 4-0 in the Big Ten. Then number th- uh, in third place, <laughs> number three in the Big Ten East is Michigan because they're 3-2 and two in the Big Ten. And Obviously, Michigan has also beaten Middle Tennessee and Army, so they're 5-2 and two overall, but they're 3-2 and two in the Big Ten, so that's the only thing that counts for them in the um, Big Ten standings. And then it's Michigan State, who's 2-2 two and two in the Big Ten, um, Indiana, Rutgers, or sorry, Indiana, Maryland, and then little old Rutgers is 0-5 in the Big Ten. So I'll just actually read off the teams in the different divisions in the Big Ten, just so you can get the idea of who's in the Big Ten. Um, The Big Ten East is Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, Michigan State, Indiana, Maryland, Rutgers. And the Big Ten West has Minnesota, Wisconsin, Iowa, Nebraska, Purdue, Illinois, Northwestern. If you follow the Big Ten at all, it's probably pretty clear to you that the Big Ten East has all the good teams. Not really. Wisconsin's a really good team. But um, (laughs) the Big Ten East has Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, and I guess Michigan State, which are like some of the best teams in the Big Ten. The Big Ten West is a lot easier. But I guess Minnesota's ranked right now. Iowa's ranked. You know, you can't really like say, usually everyone's like, Wisconsin's the only good team in the Big Ten West. But yeah, that's how the Big Ten standings work. And at the end of each regular season, the winner of the Big Ten East and the big winner of the Big Ten West plays each other for the conference championship. That's the Big Ten championship. Last year, that was Ohio State and Northwestern because Ohio State won the Big Ten East and Northwestern won the Big Ten West. And also in the past few years, Michigan, like the winner of the Big Ten East is usually decided by the Michigan-Ohio State game because they're often tied at the end of the season. So it's usually like whoever wins Michigan, Ohio State has to play again, play again the next week because they have to play for the Big Ten title. Okay, it's Hannah from the future again because it's like 11.30 and it's past my bedtime and I feel like I sound stupid in all of this. I know that it's not usually that Michigan and Ohio State, like the winner of that game goes to the Big Ten championship the next week, but sometimes it is. It has been a couple times in the past couple years. And also the reason that they put Michigan and Ohio State on different divisions is because they didn't want Michigan and Ohio State to have to play each other two weeks in a row every single year. Okay, back to the podcast. So last year it was Ohio State Northwestern, and that just kind of goes to show that Big Ten standings don't claim to find the two best teams in the Big Ten. So, but like Northwestern last year, like no one thought that Northwestern was better than Michigan and Wisconsin, but Northwestern won more games in the Big Ten West than Wisconsin did. So Northwestern went to the conference championship, which was very weird, but that's just like, that's how the Big Ten championship works. And then Ohio State won the Big Ten championship. So then the next thing that I'm going to talk about is the college football playoffs. So I already talked about the CFP rankings that come out each week, and then I guess you can intuit from that. The college football playoffs are, at the end of each season, the top four teams and the CFP rankings. So it doesn't matter what the AP rankings are. It doesn't matter what the coaches' poll rankings are. It all comes down to that selection committee and the CFP rankings. The best four teams in the CFP go to the playoffs, and then one and four play each other, and two and three play each other, and then the winners of those two games play each other for the national championship game. So... That um, is a new thing as of 2015, having the college football playoffs and having those playoff games and then the championship games. And people are still kind of getting used to it because (laughs) Bama and Clemson are there every year. Doesn't people are 
on the fence about whether the system is effective because it's getting kind of boring that Bama and Clemson are always there. So ultimately, like your goal as a college football team is to make it to the college football playoffs and then hopefully win the championship. For Michigan right now, that's kind of out of the picture because they have already lost two games. So it'd be tough to get into the, the CFP with one loss, but it would be possibly doable depending on the strength of your loss. It really isn't in the picture to um, make it into the playoffs with two losses, especially because there are so many solid teams in the CFP right now or in college football right now. So you guys might remember that before they had the CFP college football playoff system, they had the BCS system, which was the bowl championship series system. So back then, kind of the goal was to play for the Rose Bowl. Um, And they got rid of the bowl system because they wanted a more effective like playoff where you actually can have teams face off and determine the best team but there are still kind of weird remnants of the BCS system right now and it's it just it's kind of confusing if you didn't see the transition from bowl games to college football playoffs so the way it works right now and you don't really need to know all of this but there are six main bowl games and those games take like so they call those the new year's six games because they play on new year's those games take turns being college football playoff games so you have the rose bowl the sugar bowl the orange bowl the cotton bowl the peach bowl and the fiesta bowl and every three year two of those teams will be the cfp the playoff games so like one year the rose bowl and the sugar bowl will be the playoff games one year the orange bowl and the cotton bowl will be the playoff games and one year the fiesta bowl and the peach bowl will be the playoff games so obviously the top four teams in the country um under cfp rankings will be the top four like we'll play in those bowl games um which are playoff games <laughs> so those bowl games are playoff games and then the other four non-playoff bowl games are the selection committee bowl games so those are new year's six games So 12 schools are selected for these top tier bowls, and it includes the championships of the Power Five conferences, so the championships of the ACC, Big Ten, Big 12, Pac-12, and SEC, and then the highest ranked champion from the one of the other conferences, so they call those the Group of Five conferences, the American Conference, Conference USA, MAC, Mountain West, and Sunbelt, if those teams' playoffs aren't, or if those teams, those conferences' championships champions aren't in the playoffs those teams are guaranteed to birth into the bowl games as well so all that to say if you don't make the playoff the next best is to make one of the other new year's six bowl games hello another thing i forgot to say because i am stupid um there are about a million bowl games everyone and their mother plays in a bowl game nowadays all you need to do to be bowl eligible is to have a winning record so win more games than you lose and there are probably like five million bowl games that happen over winter break so you don't have to play in a New Year's Six Bowl game or in the college football playoffs to play in a bowl game. If your team is decent, you will probably play in a bowl game. Oh, and a lot of people really don't like that because they're like, that makes bowl games meaningless. Bowl games should be special for the really good teams. And I'm like, give me as many bowl games as possible. Thanks. However, those bowl games essentially don't matter. They should matter, but it's kind of like, what's the point? We didn't make the playoffs. Like, if we win this bowl game, like what do we get from it? All we did was like win this game that like, depending on the history and caliber of your team, you might just see it as kind of a consolation prize. Like we didn't make the playoffs, but we still get to play in this random other bowl game. So a lot of players will sit out. Michigan had that problem. I mean, call it a problem, whatever, because a lot of players are planning on going to the NFL draft right after and potentially getting paid to play and making a career out of playing. So they're like, 
if we're not going to the playoffs, like I would play for my team in the playoffs because it would be awesome to win a championship. But if we're just going to the Fiesta Bowl or the Orange Bowl, I'm going to sit out because I don't want to get injured in a playoff or in a random bowl game and then not be able to make money playing football for the rest of my life. So you saw that last year, um, Rashawn Gary and Devin Bush and a few other players decided to sit out from the bowl game because they're like, I don't want to get injured and this game is kind of pointless. So that's something where a lot of people are like, bowl games are no fun anymore because everyone sits out if they don't make the playoffs, which like you can't blame the players because they just want to be able to make money and have a lucrative career, which I also want to do. So I really can't blame them, but it does make bowl games a little bit less boring. And then one more thing you should understand before going off into your life is the Rose Bowl. So in the past, the Rose Bowl was always the champion of the Big Ten in the Pac-12. Um, this is back in the BCS system, so before the college football playoffs when we just had bowl games. Um, and that was kind of the goal for especially like Big Ten players. They were always like, our goal is to win a Rose Bowl. And then when the, oh, and then occasionally it would just be kind of a national championship game. They like sometimes randomly made them do that. I don't know why. And then as soon as the college football playoffs were introduced, it's one of those bowl games that I mentioned earlier that rotates into being a playoff game. So every three years, the Rose Bowl is a playoff game. So it hosts whichever teams make the playoffs. But the years that the Rose Bowl is not a playoff game, it goes back to its traditional Pac-12 Big Ten championship matchup. So obviously this doesn't work if the champions of either of those conferences is in the playoffs because then those teams are going to play in the playoffs. But if the Rose Bowl is not in the playoffs and the champion of the Pac-12 isn't in the playoffs and the champion of the Big Ten isn't in the playoffs, then it will be a Pac-12 Big Ten matchup. So last year that was Ohio State because Ohio State won the Big Ten. And then I don't remember who won the Pac-12. No one really cares about the Pac-12, but they played whoever won the Pac-12. Um, so yeah, that's the Rose Bowl. And I remember when the college football playoffs were first introduced, these guys on the radio were like, this is going to hurt college football because players had the lifelong dream of winning the Rose Bowl. And now like that isn't even the goal anymore. Like the goal is to go to the playoffs, not to play in the Rose Bowl. And they were being all grumpy about it. And at the time I was like, yeah, the Rose Bowl is ruined. Like this is no fun. And now I'm just like, who cares? Like move on from the Rose Bowl and aim to win a championship. Like It really doesn't matter that much. But yeah, so hopefully that gave you a decent understanding of how the different rankings work, what you're aiming to win when you play football, and thank you for listening. We will see you guys next week. Yeah.